Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monica, host of From Heartbreak to Healed. I'm a life coach for women. I'm a wife, a mama, a granny, and a Christian. I help women turn their heartbreak into joy. After walking my own infidelity journey, it has become my passion to help guide you on your journey. This podcast is for the woman who is ready to heal her heartbreak and find joy on the other side. Let's get started. Here we are, episode six. We're going to take a little deep dive today, something we haven't done yet. So here we go. Pain is meant to refine you. That's what I wrote on a social media post recently, and I 100% believe that. But we have to be willing to allow it to refine us. And so that's part of what I want to chat about today. So we're taking a detour today on our usual action steps and practical tips, and we're going to go a little deeper. So we're on episode six now. We know each other. I've already given you five things to actively work on, five things to put into action. If you haven't listened to those previous five episodes, go back and listen to those. Do those small little things that I have asked of you because they will help you to get to a space where you are ready to listen to what I have to say today. So I want to change gears for just a minute, and I love to start with a story, so here we go. This is your redemptive story, is what I told my daughter recently. My youngest is a senior in high school, and high school has had some rough patches, and she was recently voted homecoming queen for her entire school population. And the word that just kept coming to mind when I would think about it was redemption. We went from having the worst high school experience ever to having the best senior year she could possibly imagine. Even the beginning of her senior year started out with a huge disappointment. She didn't make a team that she had been on for three previous years and she had wanted to make. And I just have been thinking a lot about redemption. And today, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about redemption because I feel like I have my own redemptive story. And I want that for you too, whether it's that you, you know, work your marriage out or you find peace in divorce or whatever is redemption for you. I want to walk you through how you can get there. I looked up the word redemption in the dictionary. I love to do that. I think I've mentioned this in one of the previous episodes, but I love to get into the dictionary and look up the meaning of the word, meaning of words. So I looked up redemption. It's the act, process, or an instance of redeeming. Okay, that was not helpful. So then I looked up redeeming. Serving to offset or compensate for a defect. I'm like, still not helpful. So then I looked up the word redeem. And let me tell you what I found. Here's just a few of the definitions that came up for the word redeem. To get or win back. To free from what distresses or harms. To extricate from or help to overcome something detrimental. To release from blame or debt. To free from the consequences of sin. To change for the better. 
to exchange for something of value, to make good, to make worthwhile. This is what I want to talk about. I'm a lot of years removed from my pain, but that doesn't mean it doesn't still hit me. But I want to show you what's possible when you can get to the other side of that pain. I still have pain moments, but they are far and fleeting um, right now. So let's pull apart this definition. I want to start with to get or win back. I know that right now you probably feel like you've lost everything. Everything that mattered is gone. Nothing will ever be the same. That you're never going to feel joy. That you just don't see how you could ever trust again. How you could ever feel safe again. How you could ever even get out of the pain that you're experiencing. I know because I was there. And I was thinking and feeling all of the same things. But I want to talk about what is possible to get or win back, which is part of that redemption story. It's possible to get love, commitment, joy, safety, trust, intimacy, sleep, courage, fortitude. Those are all things that I have been able to win or get back. Sleep was huge for me. I did not sleep when I was going through my divorce. Did not sleep. Would be up every night in the middle of the night for hours. And now I sleep like a baby. So if your redemptive story just gets you back to a place of a really good night's sleep, I'm telling you, I love to tell people that I think a really good night's sleep will change everything in your life. If you have sleep, you can conquer everything else in your life. So I just wanted to put that little thought in your head about what exactly you might be able to get back or win back through your redemption. The next definition was to free from what distresses or harms. And I love to think about that this journey for me, this heartbreak set me free. I read an excerpt from a book once and I share it every year on my social media when it pops up in my memories. And at the end of that excerpt, she says, this should kill you, but it doesn't. It sets you free. And in her, it it, it comes from a book and she's sharing about um, being told that she was no longer loved. And she talks about how in the beginning, it it feels like it will kill you. And I remember that. I remember the day my husband said to me, I haven't loved you in 10 years. Talk about a buzzkill. That one took me to my knees. And it feels like it will kill you. But it doesn't. It sets you free. Sometimes it would be easier to let that be than to feel the pain. But the pain is what refines you. It's what transforms you. 
Another definition, to change for the better. And this one, gosh, this one. I had a friend's husband tell me once at the beginning of my journey that, you know, if some guy had asked him, hey, what do you think about that Monica girl? He'd be like, yeah, you know, she's okay. Yeah. He said, but now if I have a guy ask me about you, I tell him, dude, you better snag her quick because she's a good one. She's not going to last long. And I don't share that as in a like, ooh, look at me kind of way. But for me, it was a great remembrance of how much I changed. And it wasn't just him telling me that. It was my therapist. I remember the time I went in, walked into my therapist's office, and at the end of that appointment, she said, Monica, you don't need me anymore. I said, are you sure? She said, yeah, you're not the same girl that walked in here nine months ago. So for me, my change for the better was I gained more confidence in myself. I gained more belief in myself because I was willing to allow the pain to transform me and not make me bitter or angry. I changed for the better. But I know that isn't the easy route. It's easier to just let the anger seep in and let it stay there. And I know plenty of women who have walked this same journey who are still just letting the anger stay and seep and ooze out of them. And you can see it. They just don't show up in their life fully alive. And that wasn't what I wanted. Whether my husband loved me or not, I was willing to love myself enough to show up in this world full of vibrancy. I remember being where you are, and it's so easy to get lost in the pain. And I want you to see what can be on the other side if you're willing to walk through the fire and feel all the feelings and do all the hard work. And I'm going to share at the end some ways to do that. So hang on. Okay, let's get back to that definition. To release from blame or debt. This is another one of my favorites. This painful journey taught me so much about forgiveness. And that's probably what it will someday be a whole nother podcast episode on forgiveness, because I think it is one of the most important things you can do for yourself. But getting to a place where you can release blame I recently met with my priest to discuss something, and I was telling him about the first time that I learned to release blame. And that time came when I was willing to put myself in his shoes. And I asked myself, what would I have to be thinking or feeling about myself to do the things that he had done? Like, Okay, what kind of headspace, what kind of emotional space, what kind of mental space would I have to be in to do the things that I was learning he had done in our marriage? And that broke me. You know the saying, hurting people hurt people. And when I allowed myself to see others hurt, it transformed me and my hurt too. And now just recently I was having a conversation with my husband and I realized how far I've come in this whole empathy department because I would t- say in my first marriage, I zero empathy for people. I just got annoyed really easy with people. 
And I am not that person anymore. And I can see the other side. I always question, like, wonder what their motive was behind that action. And so I'm so grateful that my story has led me to the ability to be able to release from blame or debt. I don't want to have to carry around the, the debt of others anymore. But getting there meant that I was willing to feel all the pain. I was willing to sit in it until it passed. So I want you to be willing to stay with yourself until the pain becomes less and less and not allowing the pain to become who you are. Another definition, to exchange for something of value. I always say I got my faith and my finances in check with my divorce, and I really, really believe that. When you are going through a separation or, you know, a major marital crisis or a divorce, you start to look at all areas of your life. And when I removed the other person from my life and it was just me in charge of my faith, it was just me getting the children to church, it was just me in charge of my finances, I was able to get back to my core values. And those core values included getting my family to church every single Sunday getting my finances rock solid with the most rock solid budget that I could come up with. It was prioritizing family vacations with my now family of four, getting my kids out into the world to see it with me and experience it with me. And when you look at all the areas of your life, you start to see where you can make exchanges that will create value in your life. Maybe you up your mom skills. Maybe you get the finances the way you know they should be. Maybe you tune back into your faith. Maybe you prioritize family vacations. Maybe you prioritize time with friends, something you had given up when you were so desperately trying to keep the marriage going. I know that was something for me. You know, I've been talking today as if your heartbreak is leading to divorce, but the same can go for if you are here and you are reconciling your relationship. For me, that just wasn't in the books. Even though I prayed for that for a while, it just wasn't going to happen. And now that I'm outside of it, I see that it wasn't supposed to be that way. But maybe for you, it is supposed to be that way. And maybe your redemption comes in the changes in your relationship. So if you can allow the pain to bring you together and more connected, if you can allow the pain to transform you, which will transform your marriage, what can you exchange for value from the pain? Maybe from secrets to an open phone policy. Maybe it's full transparency in your marriage now. But just find the thing that you can exchange for value. Another definition, to make good. What can you make good from your betrayal? Is it your marriage? Is it your relationship with yourself, with your children, with your prayer life, 
your social life, you get to decide. And deciding is the first step. So I want you to decide on purpose what you can make good. Don't let this make you bitter. Let it make you better. So how do you get there? You get up every day and you decide. Today, I'm going to make good from my pain. And then you tell yourself that over and over and over until it comes true. This is what I teach my coaching students. You decide what you want to think about, and then you just keep practicing that thought over and over and over. Another definition was to make worthwhile, and you are the only one who gets to decide what you make worthwhile from this heartbreak. Very early on in my separation, I realized that I was a better mom away from the relationship. And that, to me, was worthwhile. My kids got a mom who felt safer, less jittery, and constantly stopped looking over her shoulder to see what was happening. So, okay, are you ready for redemption? Do you want to be redeemed in this journey? I've got five tips for redemption after your partner cheats. The first one, take time for yourself. When there has been infidelity in the relationship, it can be difficult to pick yourself up and move on. You want to just crumble on the floor and stay there and cry. And I encourage you to take some time for yourself. Focus on your mental and emotional well-being. Because that will be so powerful for you later on. The second thing is talk it out. It can be extremely beneficial to talk it out with a trusted friend, a family member. For me, it was a therapist. Now I talk it out as a life coach. I talk it out with women in coaching. But this is going to help you process your feelings. It's going to help you gain some clarity. And so I strongly encourage you to find a trusted source to talk it out. The third one is rebuild trust. Now, if you are deciding to stay in the relationship, that's going to be your work. And that's going to be hard work, but it'll be worth it. Rebuilding the trust in the relationship is so important. It's going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort, but it can be achieved. And you can find people on Instagram who have been very successful at that. But also, if you are not staying in the relationship, I want you to work on rebuilding trust in yourself. Because what happens when trust like that is broken, or we are betrayed, we start to become untrustful of everything, including our own intuition. And when you can step back into trusting your gut, as one of my, as my therapist once told me, it's going to help you on your healing journey so much. The fourth one is find a support system. Having a strong support system is important when you're dealing with the aftermath of all of this. 
So join a support group. Um, create a, a I had a the first Friday of every month I had friends over and they were my support group. The school that I was teaching at at the time, there was a small group of us that taught up on the upper level and they became my support group. I often think that I was in that job at that time because they were what I needed to pick me back up off the ground when I couldn't carry myself and hold myself up. And sometimes it was love. They just gave me love. And sometimes it was, girl, pull up your big girl panties today and quit your whining. And I needed that too. So find your support system. Find your people. Find your group. It is so important. Whether you are walking this heartbreak journey that leads to divorce, whether you're walking this that leads to reconciliation, you need a support group for you because you're going to have big emotions during this journey. And number five, forgive yourself. It's so easy to slip into What did I do wrong? What could I have done better? Well, maybe if I had been this kind of wife, then he wouldn't have cheated. Maybe if I had been this kind of partner, they wouldn't have done this. That only leads to shame. And there's no good place in healing for shame. When you're able to let go of any guilt or regret, it will help you move on and find healing and I will tell you from um, a person who has who then walked into another relationship, my, my husband and I have both had this, a similar experience in our first marriage, and we have both been able to take from our first marriages and apply them to our second. We both will say to you, yeah, I wasn't the best spouse in my first marriage. I've learned some things to do better. But I'm able to say that from a place of forgiveness, from a place of freedom, not from a place of shame or guilt or inadequacy. And I want the same for you. So learn to forgive yourself because forgiveness sets you free, not them. Okay, friend. That was a lot I threw at you today. I want you to really think about this. I want you to see yourself in your redemptive story. I want you to see yourself fully redeemed from this pain. That wraps up today's episode. I would love for you to leave a rating with a review. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the other ways that you can hang out with me. If you're looking for more one-on-one help in your healing journey, I'm opening a few more spots for coaching. You'll get 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with me specific to your needs. You will also get a copy of my Joy Creator Journal, which is literally worth its weight in gold. Fill out the interest form in the show notes and I'll be in touch. Let's get you on the path to creating massive amounts of joy. Much love, Monica. And remember, joy comes in the morning.